Hello and welcome to another episode of the Blitz Package over on Arrowhead Addict and Blog Talk Radio. Today we have a special guest with Ian Cummings, the editor of Rigo's Rag, which is the Washington Redskins fan-sided page, to talk about the Alex Smith trade between the Washington Redskins and the Kansas City Chiefs. We have had a great week talking with Ian as I, myself, Travis, have gotten to interview him for an article for Arrowhead Addict, and Chris Taylor has gotten to interview him for Casey Kingdom. Make sure you go and check out those articles, and let's get right into it. Today we have a special guest from the Rigo Rag. That's how I pronounce it, right, Ian? Rigo's Rag. Rigo's or, Rag. That's yeah, right. Well, we got Ian Cummings here to tell us about the Redskins side of the trade with Alex Smith. What was your guys' initial thought when that when the you found out that you guys were actually getting Alex Smith? Oh man, you know my head was spinning. You know it was it was hard to react to it because um. You know, obviously, we didn't know who the player we were giving up was at first. You know, there were reports coming out that it was Sua Cravens or Fabian Moreau, which either of those would have been better than Kendall Fuller because, you know, he's an elite quarterback, cornerback. But at the end of the day, uh, we got stability at the quarterback position, and we got a pretty dang good quarterback in Alex Smith. So, you know, you got to take the positives out of every situation. Uh, we could have ended up with a lot worse. We could have ended up with an uh, unproven rookie quarterback or Colt McCoy back there. So getting Alex Smith and getting him locked down for four years is definitely a plus, and, you know, we'll take it. Now, have uh, have have Redskins fans settled down yet? Uh, I think they're starting to settle down. Some of them are still a little pissed about uh, Kendall Ford leaving, but, um, uh, you know, they're starting to look at the positives. And like I said, Alex Smith, he's a great quarterback. I think he's a great fit for Jay Gruden's offense, and people have been starting to look at that. You know, he's mobile. He's accurate. He's a leader. He's got experience. He's a little older, you know, so you don't know when he's going to fall off in production. But I think Redskins fans are starting to settle down and starting to uh, realize what they got. They got something good. They could have got a lot worse. So it's just kind of looking at what could have happened and what did happen and kind of comparing the two. And I think we, you know, I think we obviously lost this trade. You know, you lose a talented young player and a third round pick, but Alex Smith will help in the long run. Yeah, you know the night the night that the news broke, you you had two completely different demographics. You had one side, the chief side, who was generally just blown away and excited about what we what we just accomplished. And then when you go and check the Redskins side, it was uh, it wasn't friendly or family friendly. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. I do know what you mean. And I, some of those thoughts were going through my head, too, because, you know, when when it actually happened, my phone was dead. So I didn't even know. And I charged my phone. And the first thing I did was check Twitter because, you know, that's what kids do nowadays. And, uh, you know, I, I got on Twitter and I see I see this random comment like, so Alex Smith is headed to the Redskins. And I'm like, what the heck are they talking about? And then I get this text from the other co-editor. and He's just like, all caps, Alex Smith is a Redskin. I'm like, what the heck is going on? My mind was spinning. And when we found out it was Kendall Ford, though, you know, people, because you know Bruce Allen, the uh, team president of the Redskins, he has a uh, spotty track record, to say the least. And uh, fans have taken a liking to hating him on Twitter and all that. And when they found out that he shipped Kendall Ford off to Kansas City, they were not happy, not happy at all. <laughs> I think Britt was a pretty big fan of Fuller, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I, I remember when the uh, when the draft came around in uh, in sixteen, and the fact he was still there in the third round was I couldn't believe. I mean, I knew the injury yes. concerns, but outside of that, I 
I was shocked he was there in the third round that we picked the kid out of Notre Dame who never even played a snap. <laughs> I was I was screaming at my TV to draft Fuller when we drafted that guy, but I was, I was glad to hear he was the name in it. Uh, he had a first-round grade, you know, without the injury. Some scouts had him as a first-round grade. We knew it was a steal when we got him. We knew he was going to blossom eventually. And uh, over the offseason, we actually hired Virginia Tech's old cornerbacks coach, Torian Gray. I think that might have had something to do with his uh, blossoming so early. But um, he'll take those skills to Kansas City. You guys are getting a great football player. Yeah, I think we, uh, we've we had some pretty good luck with our new general manager. Our uh, Brett Veach stepped in around training camp time last offseason, and uh, he, he's brought in a couple guys that a lot of fans wanted through the draft. You know, we got inside linebacker Reggie Raglan uh, for a real steal. So uh, this was just another one of those that, you know, it, it just seemed like Veach really just kind of walked away with a, you know, the, the kid's candy kind of thing. And, um, yeah. you know, but even before that we found out that it was going to be Fuller, we – I think most fans were just excited because it's like what you said when we were talking um, yesterday. When when you, when you guys found out that it was Alex, you guys were getting Alex Smith. Yes, it's not like this huge quarterback that you've been just drooling over or anything like that. But you guys are signing him to an extension, so for the next five years, yeah. he should be with Washington unless he's cut early. And that yeah. gives you some stability at the quarterback position. That's something that you guys haven't had. And yeah. for us, it transitions into the Pat Mahomes area where everybody's been waiting for. Yeah, because weren't the Chiefs, they were planning on getting rid of Smith anyway. So to get rid of Smith, get a all-pro cornerback, in my opinion, get a third-round pick, and then move on to Patrick Mahomes, your quarterback of the future. You know, that's a great it's a great, great move. Yeah, I got to say, I'm, have... I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we all are. Okay, so, and I'm I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a few questions, and I'm gonna let you uh, I'm gonna let you take over the show, Ian. Um, and some of these questions I've already asked you before. So, Cousins and Smith, they they seem to be fairly similar in a few different areas. We had talked about that. We had talked about the price that Washington paid for Smith. Yeah. And and then we'd also talked about the price with Cousins. Um, is, it, is it really that lopsided of a number of what Cousins was asking for and, and with the whole trade package with what you guys got in Alex? And what does that show what the... I guess I'm. I guess what I'm reaching for does that show what the relationship is between Cousins and the Redskins? The uh, next question I have for you is, uh, what would you rate this trade? And I found it very interesting uh, when I asked you that a couple days ago after this trade happened. Um, your answer was very interesting to me. And uh, and what do you expect? You know, what do you what do you expect in 2018? Um, what do you think that the Redskins are going to do? Are they going to try to give uh, Smith some Alex Smith type type weapons or what? And the floor is yours, man. All right. Cool. Well, as to your uh, your first question, the relationship between Washington and Cousins, I guess we got to start there. Um, you know, Washington, 
I need to say it just to provide some foundation to this, uh, to this argument. They botched this situation from the beginning. They had an opportunity to sign Cousins uh, to what would have been a very fair market deal now back in 2015. They decided to let him prove it again. He proved it. They didn't want to pay him again. He proved it this year, too. And now he's gone. And, you know, he, his market value is way too high for them to pony up and pay. You know, I, I think he's a talented quarterback, but the relationship was too strained because Cousins didn't feel that they believed in him. And they actually, they didn't believe in Cousins. They didn't want to pay him. So, you know, a lot of us were hopeful. I was hopeful that a deal would get done, but it didn't. And now Cousins is going elsewhere. What we get in Smith, though, I think is a better value deal because you look at the deal for Smith, I think it was four years, 91 million. Uh, that's around 22 point something million a year. Uh, in a few years, that'll be average, you know. It's a little overpaid right now, but the Redskins save money, which is important. They have a lot of key free agents they need to reach time. So I think in the long run, this is going to help the team because, as I said earlier, Cousins, all the one-year deals, it was only holding the team back. No continuity. It, was, it, it wasn't going to help at all. Jay Gruden was getting frustrated. He wants a quarterback he can work with for a long time. And so Smith gives him that. At a cheaper price, they can sign some new guys. I think it works out better for them. As to the rating of the trade, I told you, I told you in the email when I first heard that we were giving up Kendall Fuller, I would have said 10-0. I would have said 11 to negative one. It was that bad in my head uh, at that moment. Fuller's, you know, he's a good young player, third-round pick to get dividends that early from a third-round pick. You know, that's every team's dream, and it was at a position to need the nickel corner. That's a more important position than people give it credit. Uh, but at the same time, the quarterback position is the most important position in sports. And, you know, we get Alex Smith. We get a veteran. He, from, what I've under, from what I understand, you know, how Chiefs Kingdom reacted when he left, nothing but respect, nothing but honor. You know, I, that really resonates with me, you know. And I think because Cousins doesn't get that because of all the friction. But Alex Smith is a class act. And, you know, I'm really happy to have him. I would say 7-3 to three now. I still think we lost the trade, but it was the best thing for the franchise to make a bad situation out of a horrible situation. You know, you're not, you're not going to win, but you want to get as much out of it as you can. It's about, all about the value. So that's what I have to say about that. As for what I expected in 2018, you know, the Redskins roster uh, was hampered by injuries in 2017. Uh the Chiefs game was actually where it started, I think, because Monte Nicholson went out. A few offensive linemen went down. That was where that was where the injuries started to take hold. And uh, the team really couldn't – it wasn't a complete team without the injuries. We had guys signed off the street starting at inside linebacker and on the offensive line. So there were some turnstiles in there. And that's never helpful, especially for a guy like Cousins, who has to set his feet before he throws. He's not very good under pressure. Uh, he's better than a lot of quarterbacks, but it never helps when you're under pressure. And – the injuries uh, contributed to a lot of that. This season, our roster should be back to full health. We should get some new guys. Still, though, I don't know how Smith is going to perform in this offense because in Kansas City, he had Tyreek Hill, and he had a number one running back in Kareem Hunt. He, he doesn't have either of those things in Washington. So what we got to do, we got to get him some more playmakers. Jordan Reed has to get healthier, too. He can be a Travis Kelsey-type player. Uh, in the Redskins offense with uh, Alex Smith, as long as he's healthy. Uh, I would go with 8-8. Eight and eight. That's usually a safe prediction for the Redskins. Uh, <laughs> you know, <after laughs> the 
you learn to kind of uh, sell in your expectations. You know, you don't want to get too excited. Uh, Alex Smith is a good player, but we'll see what happens in the draft and free agency. I like this move as much as, you know, it hurts losing Kendall Fuller. Uh, we were never going to win this situation because Kirk Cousins is leaving. You're not getting anything for him. You're getting that third-round compensatory pick in 2019, but that's it. And that's not even guaranteed. So I think getting Alex Smith, uh, you know, they made a bad situation out of a horrible situation, but Smith is a good player. I'm happy to have him. Well, and Smith actually had a similar um, kind of transition when he came to Kansas City. You know, he he had Jamal Charles at running back, but he didn't really have anyone outside of that. There was, you know, there was yeah. no Travis Kelsey. There was no Tyreek Hill. Uh, you know, you go back to that 2013 season and look at the roster and it's, completely different especially on the offensive side and um so just having jordan reed i think if he can stay healthy yeah, i think big, what's that that's the big question for reed is yeah healthy. He if he can stay four. healthy that will be key because alex smith loves throwing to tight ends but uh i do have a quick question um you mentioned how uh the slot corner you know a lot of people underappreciate it I saw that he played a little bit of time on the outside, but how how did he do when he was on the outside? I think that was during his rookie year in 2017. They kind of during the off season they kind of made a commitment to him in the slot. They said, "All right, this is where you're going," because they tried it with him in his rookie season. His rookie season, or actually, I'll go back to his college days first because in his college days. He played exclusively on the outside, I think. He he was usually on the outside. And he has the length and the closing speed to play on the outside. I think he has the talent to play anywhere, honestly. Uh, it's just, I think that experience, 2017, he kind of got into a groove, and we saw how it affected his game. He played really well down the stretch. He was one of our best playmakers. So I don't know, because I know the Chiefs need a cornerback opposite Marcus Peters. I don't. I'm not entirely sure how um, Kendall Fuller will adjust to that. I'm not sure how much time it'll take. He's a hard worker, though. He's got the right mind for it. He's very smart. So in terms of his talent, I think he can do it. I think he can play on the outside. Uh, maybe a hybrid role, you know, playing a little bit in the slot, a little bit outside, you know, could vote well for him. We'll see. He's a good football player. I know that. Uh, he played – in the slot almost exclusively, though, in 2017. That's the most recent uh, body of work, and so that's what I'm going off of. Maybe a switch will help. Maybe it won't. We'll see. But he's got the talent to do it. He definitely does have the talent. Yeah, that'll be something interesting to watch because that was something that was a little confusing to me when the trade you know, came down and we found out we were getting Fuller, and when I started looking into him, you know, I found out that he was a slot corner you know, yeah. primarily last year. And... Um, you know, we, we have our own slot corner in Steven Nelson. And, um, you know, in 2016, Steven Nelson would play on the outside if we were not in the nickel. And then when we went to the nickel, he would go inside. But yeah, that's that's the part that was a little confusing to me because, you know, now you got two, two guys that are really good in the slot. You know, one of them's going to have to either be pushed outside or they're going to be, you know, having to find a whole other cornerback. So, um I guess, I guess we'll probably see a little bit of a battle in camp. Um, but, yeah, I mean, from everything I've seen and all his measurements and everything, he definitely looks like he can play the outside. But he it can. might be something that he would, will have a little bit of uh, growing pains getting back to. 
because you play a full season in one position, <laughs> it's always going to take time, a little bit of time to go back because that position, you know, he didn't just play it on Sundays. He practiced that position every day of the week. He practiced it all through the off season. It's a big commitment. And I think going to a new defense and playing a new position, uh, you know, it could have an effect. It most likely will have an effect. But in terms of his talent, his athletic ability, and he's 22 years old, guys. So you have time to mold him wherever you want to, wherever you want to put him. You know, he's not going anywhere. He's still got, I think, two years left on his rookie deal. Uh, so there's time to let him grow wherever you need him for. And I think he has the talent to do it. He's got the measurables. He's a good player. He's a good player. Uh, hey, Ian, I, it's Britt. I just had, you know, we always talk about trades, you know, when they first happen. Who who won the trade, you know, day yeah. one before anybody's played? Who knows who the draft pick is or anything? Yeah, yeah. And I, I've been asking on Twitter and stuff, Redskin fans, whether they love it, hate it, either way, is, you know, year one, you're learning new systems. I, I don't think, you know, it's kind of a free year, really, for everybody. Um but I'm looking, you know, four years in the future, five years in the future when the contract's up and you look back at the trade that gave away Fuller that then signed for the third highest guaranteed contract in league history. What, in your opinion, is going to have to be what Alex and the Redskins did to make it to where you look back at the trade and go, yeah, I'm glad we made that trade still. Five years later, I'd do it again today. Shoot. That's an interesting question because you ask – any multitude of fans, they're going to have different answers for you. I think, um, I think as long as he, you know, kind of keeps up where he's going, you know, I, I almost feel like it's too much to ask for in this offense for him to, uh, to sustain the production that he had in 2017, because that was a career year for Smith. That was, you know, for a lot of the year, people were talking about him being in the MVP conversation. I think he, he threw 16 touchdowns before he threw one interception. So, Obviously, Redskins offense, you don't really have the talent that the Chiefs offense had. Uh, you know, the Chiefs have an amazing deep threat in Tyree Hill. They got a number one running back in Kareem Hunt. We have a third down running back in Chris Thompson. I know Alex Smith is going to love Thompson because he's a screen. Thompson is a screen guy. He's a scat back. He's really quick and he catches the ball really well. So I think that'll fit for him, but it's going to take some time and it's going to take some new additions. Uh, I think Skins fans, in order to look back on this and see that it was a success, um, a big knock on Kirk Cousins was that he couldn't make the playoffs and he couldn't win in the playoffs. Uh, I think this team is close enough where we can make a playoff run if we stay healthy. So I think the biggest thing for Smith will be at least keeping the team competitive and getting a playoff win would really sell this fan base to him, I think. Just getting that playoff win because we haven't won a playoff game in – I don't know how long, probably before I was born. Actually, no, no, it was in, it was in the 2000s, but a, a very long time. The drought has been grueling for this fan base. I think Alex Smith to come in and take this team on his back and, you know, just kind of, it, it might take a couple of years, but to get in the playoffs and stay competitive, I think that's what they want to ask for. Because this fan base with Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen at the helm, they've kind of learned to expect less. But at the same time, uh, their reactions when, you know, the monotony, the, uh, the perennial failure, it, it takes a toll on a fan base and it makes them, it makes them excited. It makes them really um, just 
very reactant. So I think I don't think they'll run Smith out of town if he loses in the first season. But if if we don't see playoff success or at least a playoff run in the near future, then uh, it'll be deemed a failure because Kendall Fuller is a good player and draft picks are very valuable in today's league. So a lot has to go right for this trade to be considered a win. Well, hey, and I know, <laughs> I know both Britt and Travis have something to say here, but it, it's it's uh, you're preaching to the choir when you're talking about playoff droughts. Yeah, and we we all know it. But Alex Smith did turn that around. Now, when it comes to winning in the playoffs, if you see anything negative on, on Twitter, especially that that you're on Alex Smith, you're, you're going to hear, hear, hear quite a bit about that. Uh, of course, this is a different team, you know, but but it does. It's I'm sitting here smiling, listening to you because because it, it's it's the exact same thing that we've had a problem with. Now, I will say that uh, that once people leave Andy Reid, they they tend to have a little bit of success. So so fate may be on your side there. But uh, I mean, Nick Foles we'll is in the see. Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, that's right. He was a backup not too uh, long ago. Last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, and I only really asked the question to him because, I mean, basically, this is a complete do-over from 2013 for Alex. Yeah. You know, he, he's the best of not a great class. I mean, I don't think anybody's saying, you know, if there were eight other quarter, you know, they Alex Smith is the best of what's available right now, especially, you know, the Redskins don't have a top three pick this year to get one of the big name quarterbacks or anything. And free agency wise, I mean, you're probably looking at your best bet being Tyrod Taylor or something. And I am not a fan of Tyrod Taylor. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. And so, and so you're coming into the situation where he's, and it's what we had in Kansas City where for the next five years, good or bad, everybody's going to say, well, who did you want him to pick? He was the best thing they could possibly get. Yeah. And that is true to a point, but then at the same time, when you go one and four in the playoffs, everybody goes, <laughs> well, you were the best we could get, but did we have to pay you $70 million guaranteed to do what we could have paid Tyrod Taylor $30 million guaranteed to do and then had $40 million extra to buy more talent around him? Uh-huh. And it's just kind of – poor Alex is – probably having deja vu (laughs) (laughs) one thing one thing i i was thinking about uh when we got alex though uh you know this team is going to need to draft a young quarterback and the way alex smith kind of taught patrick mahomes you know mahomes is gunning for your job your team traded up to get him and he's just he's kind of training him teaching him bringing him along i think i think the redskins might have taken notice of that and you know, I think they're planning to draft a young quarterback in the draft. I've heard Kyle Lalletta rumors, which I hope are true because, you know, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks in this draft class. But you get him, you let him sit behind Smith for two years. That's how long Smith is guaranteed for, I think, two or three years. Um, and then have the young quarterback maybe take the reins or something. He's a good teacher is what I've heard and what I've seen. And I think they put a lot of value into that. Well, and who knows, stepping into, you know, a new offense, getting away from Reed, you could see something different from Smith. Um, You know, I know that he's never been the gunslinger type, and uh, that shoulder injury, you know, kind of really slowed that down from, you know, throwing downfield. And there's there's still times that, you know, Tyreek Hill especially has to, you know, come back a little bit for it or slow down. But 
you know, then again, it's pretty hard to overthrow Tyreek Hill at the same time. But, you know, he, he is coming into a very similar system. You know, you, you guys have a lot of holes on the offense. and But for the most part, you guys got a pretty stout defense, you know, with a couple holes. But, you know, Kansas City was kind of the same way. The defense really kind of carried this team up until this year where, you know, then it was kind of back and forth on which, which side of the ball wanted to throw it up. But... Um, I, I think that, I think what I'm most interested to see is what Alex Smith will do in a new system away from Andy Reid. Will he, you know, even if it's not just this year, you know, it's like Britt said, you know, you got, you're learning a new system, everything like that. And then get some, you know, a couple weapons around him. I want to see what he can do somewhere else away from Andy Reid and see if we can find that divide on where Andy and Alex, you know, separate from each other. Yeah, yeah. And the last time that, you know, you hate to bring up trends like this or past happenings, maybe bad omens, but the last time the Redskins traded for an Andy Reid quarterback, Andy Reid was the coach of the <laughs> Eagles, and we traded for Donovan McNabb, and uh, that didn't that didn't work out so well. So a lot of fans were quick to bring that up uh, when we <laughs> traded for Alex Smith. Black we're Chiefs hoping- fans were pretty quick to bring that up as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm hoping it doesn't end up like that because uh, you know we can we can use a little bit better than that <laughs> that's for sure that's for sure well you you hit on a bunch of things i mean alex smith is he is he is not a bad quarterback um he will he's probably not going to lose you many football games uh-huh. um and, you know and i mentioned that before he may not win you a bunch of football games, but he is not going to lose you a bunch of football games. And that does matter to a lot of fans. A lot of the pro Alex guy, people, and, and including the ones that aren't real real happy about this trade, and they do exist, um, yeah. they he was he did not turn the ball over. He didn't make very many mistakes as far as turnover wise. Um, and, and, uh, and he is, he is a stand-up guy and he's class act and, and, you know, it, it became very obvious that, uh, that all, all the Chiefs players absolutely love the guy. You know, there's, it's a bittersweet thing. Everybody kind of knew it was, knew it was coming and now it's here. There's, there's some that are, that are taking a little bit harder than others, like Travis Kelsey, even though, you know, some people try to make a little bit more of it, but Travis Kelsey, I promise you, is excited to be, be, uh, <clears throat> being a Mahomes there as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and he is, and, and he's, he's a great person. Uh, and, and so, so there's, I'm I'm rooting for him. I'm absolutely rooting for him. And and you hit it on right. You you talked about it at the very beginning. Uh, there is a lot, lot of respect, um, and, and it kind of even surprised me. You know, there's this whole donation thing where they're donating to uh, to to his uh, to his cause and as a as a goodbye. You know, and, and there's just a lot of people that that you know. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for what you did. Uh, I think I think those same people would say that they were ready to move on, especially with Mahomes, you know, uh, in the waiting. But I have a question, and this will be my last question. But you're welcome to stay on as long as, and I'm sure these other guys have some more. Was there? I guess this is a two part question. Was there any talk about Alex Smith? During the regular season, as a possible candidate, everybody knew about Mahomes, and everybody knew about Smith's tenure in Kansas City. Was there talk about Alex Smith? 
and I'm sure there was talk about the quarterback situation and what you guys may do. Um, what other routes were were going through people's heads uh, that kind of knew what they were talking about? Where you know did they was Tyrod Taylor in the mix or were they going to try to go somewhere else? Luckily, Tyrod Taylor was not in the mix. Uh, right. They were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest thing a lot of fans. Uh, I saw one idea that I saw catching a lot of steam recently was Baker Mayfield going to the Redskins. I'm not a huge fan. Uh, Mason Rudolph as well. Mason Rudolph. Uh, but, you know, I think a team is going to overdraft him. The, the free agent uh, that was most connected with the Redskins, I want to say um, Sam Bradford was connected a lot. You know, they weren't, they weren't looking really? at a four-year guy like Smith. They were looking – at Bradford as kind of a stop, like a high quality stop gap until uh, mm-hmm. they brought up a young quarterback. So Smith was not in a lot of people's minds. Now, when the offseason came, we started kind of speculating a little bit more. Uh, my other co-editor, Jake Kamenker at Riggles Rag, he actually wrote an article. He had Alex Smith going to the Redskins. Now, obviously, he had Smith going to them through free agency. Uh, no one really right. expected the trade, but... Uh, it was an idea that caught a little bit of steam later on. There were a few people who suggested. I know NFL insider Benjamin Albright, uh, a long time ago, I think back in like October, November, he he kind of suggested that that Alex Smith would go to the Washington Redskins. Uh, it wasn't one of the most popular ideas. It certainly caught everyone by surprise on Tuesday night. But um, you know, I think it's it worked out a lot better than a lot of the other options could have, and so I think people were happy about that because. You look at Sam Bradford, he's got injury issues. They don't even know if he can play on that knee. Uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, he's really unproven injury issues all the same. And, uh, you know, A.J. McCarron, his situation is up in the air. Tyra Taylor, I'm not a huge fan of Tyra Taylor, and I don't think anyone, a lot of other people are. So I think Alex Smith is really, you know, the Redskins, they looked at their options. They said, what's our best option? How much do we pay him, you know? And I think that worked out really well. It wasn't an idea that people were thinking about early on, but uh, it caught a little bit of steam through speculation. No one really took it seriously, but uh, in the end, that's what happened. So football has a way of surprising you. Yeah, it does. I know I was very surprised uh, when I got the notification on my phone that, you know, it it was at the point where Alex Smith was being traded to the Redskins and uh, it was right before uh, it came out that they – had agreed on an extension, but my thing with Alex Smith, and you've probably heard a little bit about this, um, if if you've caught anything from Chiefs Kingdom about Alex Smith, there, there's no middle ground uh, when it comes to the fan base. You, you either really support Alex Smith or apparently you're a Smith hater, and I've been called both a hundred times on Twitter at least. And yeah, same thing. Oh, it's. It's ridiculous, and th- my th- my thing on Smith is I think he is above average quarterback. I don't think that he is, you know, it- it's like what you said earlier, Chris. It- he's not going to lose you a bunch of games, but he's not going to win you a bunch either. Yeah. And I think that he's a really great guy. He's a he's a guy that I could definitely, you know, I could go and have a couple drinks with him, but at the same time. He seems like that guy that, you know, my wife's like, okay, you need to be home by midnight. Alex is going to get me home by 10 p.m. You know, yeah. he, he's he's just not that big risk guy when it when it comes down to it. And um, 
you know, that, that really showed, especially in the playoffs, especially the last two years, uh, if you go back and watch the Titans game, it's in the second half, you know, just um, really came up real short, uh, missing a lot of throws down the field, stuff like that. But um, I do wish him the best. And I, I, I've said that a hundred times at least as well, that, you know, wherever he goes, I do wish him success. I hope that uh, he can finish his career strong, stuff like that. And I, I hope that you guys can find more of a middle ground with Smith than Chiefs Kingdom did. Yeah, I'm hoping so too. Uh, you know, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, he did take a little, he took a few more risks at the start of the 2017 season. Because before, before 2017, you know, he was kind of synonymous with game manager. Mm-hmm. That, that, that sentiment, I feel like, kind of changed after. But then he kind of came back in the playoffs, you know, he can only do so much. And he's getting older. So the Redskins, I think they understand he has limitations. Uh, but, you know, he was the best out of the bunch. They had, to, they had to get as much out of the situation as they could. One connection I do like, it, it just came to my mind, uh, Vernon Davis, tight end. Him mm-hmm. and Alex played. They, they were best buddies in San Francisco. A while back, 2012, the catch, uh, the catch in the playoffs. Uh, it was Alex Smith to Vernon Davis, so that that connection is still there. I don't know how hard it'll be to rekindle it. I think that could help Smith having a few familiar faces. But you know, as you said, you can only do so much with him. Kirk Cousins, you know, he could occasionally put the team on his back. He wasn't consistent with that, but he won some games for the Redskins that they wouldn't have won without him. So that's going to be my biggest concern because Cousins, you know, he was a young player going into his prime and he can make all the throws. I think it's just putting it together, having some more talent around him. We'll see. We'll see who and what Cousins truly is when he goes to a different team, see how he performs there. But, you know, Smith, you know what you're getting with Smith. You know what his limitations are. You know what his skills are. And at the end of the day, you measure it. You compare it with the other quarterbacks. And uh, the Redskins really, they got all they could out of the situation and it wasn't going to be a good situation to begin with, but uh, you know, that's what the reality is and that's what they're going to move forward with. Yeah. I think you guys will be pretty safe as long as you guys don't play the Steelers in the regular season. For some reason that really just chokes Alex up. Uh, You know, you, you hit it on the head. Uh, You know, first five, five games, he was rock solid. I mean, especially week one throws that I had never seen Smith make. Oh yeah. I remember I mean, watching. Uh, yeah, it, it I was insane. Surround him. And then Smith just comes out and, you know, he's going crazy. And I was, I was very surprised. Yeah. And so then you had that Steelers game and he went into a shell for the next, uh, six, seven games. You know, he'd come back a little bit here and there, but other than that, you know, he, he was just in this shell until, um, you know, the team on both sides of the ball got together against Oakland late in the season. And, you know, he, he pretty much looked like he had never missed a beat. So as long as you guys don't play the Steelers, I think you should be fine. Or someone that can <laughs> replicate what they did to us. Uh, you know, that's that's pretty much every Chiefs fan's nightmare at this point. I'll have to check the schedule. I don't, I'm a little worried now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm I'm glad that we don't have to go through that anymore. And I, I, I do. I think that he will have success. I think that there there is a you know pretty good possibility you guys could be in the playoffs this next coming year. Um, you know, like I said, with how similar 
uh, everything was with when he came to Kansas City in 2013. Uh, as long as your defense can, you know, stay healthy and be able to assist the offense, you know, like I said, Alex Smith didn't really become this threatening quarterback until this last year, but yeah. he did make it work enough with very little talent on that offense in that year. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think, um, our offense has some base talent for him to use. It's all about being healthy. But, you know, former first-round pick Josh Doxson, if he can blossom next year, if he can become a true 50-50 warrior uh, with deep passes and everything, because he's not going to beat opponents with speed. He's not Tyreek Hill. But if he can gain that trust from Smith, because he could never do that with Cousins. Cousins never trusted his receivers. And so it was really hard because Cousins would he would put some he would leave some throws on the table just because, you know, he didn't think that the guy could come up with the ball. I'm hoping that Jackson can earn some more of that trust because that's really important, you know, quarterbacks trust in their receivers. Smith trusted Hill, like you said. He'd just chuck it up to him. Sometimes Hill would have to adjust, but he'd usually get it. And it was a it was a really fiery connection for a good part of the 2017 season. So I, think, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hold your breath on a 50-50 guy. You know, a lot of fans have yeah. been – waiting for Chris Conley to come around and he's he's like Docs and he's not that that speed guy but yeah. um you know you throw him a 50-50 ball and you know he he's coming down with it more than not um Macklin um was Alex Smith's guy that he could throw it up no matter what um and wasn't a real speed guy but normally Smith is kind of the same way how you described Cousins where he's going to leave some on the table because he yeah. wants a little bit too much of a window now, we saw yeah. a little bit of that change this year, and maybe that can transition with you guys. Jay Gruden, absolutely, you know, coaching Cousins, because, yeah, Cousins Cousins did that a lot. You know, Gruden was always on his back about, you know, you got to give this guy a chance. you got to try and fit it in there. So I have a feeling he'll do the same with Smith. Uh, I've seen some people speculating that Gruden will get frustrated with Smith early. And, you know, I don't doubt it because Smith is kind of that guy. You know, he's 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 very calculated almost to a fault, you know, where he's he he's a margin. He's like an economist. He's a marginal thinker. You know, what decision makes me lose less money? You know, like checking it down or going deep. And, you know, I think a lot of times when he could go deep, give a guy a chance, he's going to he's going to kind of give it to Chris Thompson or whatever, which is a good option. But, you know, it, it leaves big plays on the field. And so I think Gruden is a coach who he, he, he nails down on that stuff. You know, he, he says, we need to get the most out of this offense that we can. we got to run it as efficiently as we can. I think Smith will run it well. I think he'll run it pretty, um, you know, seamlessly. I don't, I don't know about efficiently, though. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm really hoping that his gunslinger mentality, though, as he gets older, maybe it'll keep coming out, you know, you know. You don't have as much time to play. You don't have as much time to accomplish what you want to. So maybe keep throwing it up. But that's that's a that's a high hope. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, and Gruden pushing him may be what gets you guys that because, you know, yeah. it the last two times that Smith has had a career year, he's had a rookie quarterback that was drafted really high. And yeah. so he's had kind of that rookie quarterback sitting behind him mentality. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, that, that slump that we went through, we went 1-6 and six, uh, in the middle of the season. And, um, you know, they, they talked about how going into, 
I want to say it was the Jets game. Uh, you know, they they practiced deep balls all week, pushing Alex Smith in practice and getting him to get back to the first five weeks. And he came out looking a lot better. And, I mean, he looked rock solid against the Jets. Just the defense yeah. could not get off the field. So maybe a coach actually willing to push him, you guys might be able to keep some of that. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. And another another guy that might add some more uh, add some more fire is uh, we have a young coach on the rise, Kevin O'Connell. He was um, he was the quarterbacks coach for Kirk Cousins, and he he kind of adds the quarterbacks running game as a little dimension to kind of give a, more, a little more versatility to the offense. And from what I've seen, Alex Smith is a pretty dangerous runner. You wouldn't expect it because he looks 45 years old when he puts the helmet on, but you know when he carries the football. He he's a big threat. I know he he put a he got a lot of a he got a few big runs off on us in a week four in 2017. He had a big one where uh, it was like a big third down conversion, I think, and he he fired off for like 30 or 40 yards. So he's a threat there. And I think with rollouts, play actions, you know, Kevin O'Connell is definitely going to add that dynamic, and I think that'll help our offense be a little more versatile. Obviously, we need we won't have true balance, and you know we won't be as threatening if we don't have a number one running back. So I'm hoping we find our Kareem Hunt in the draft this year. You know, I, I'm a huge fan of drafting Darius Geis in the first round. I think he would be an immediate starter, but you know, that's the big key for the offense because we need the pieces to be there for Smith to succeed. I don't think we have all those pieces yet. All right, Brett, you got any questions for him? I oh, mean, answered my big one. It, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting, that's for sure, because, like you said, it's it's. are you getting 2017 Alex Smith? Are you getting yeah. 2006 to 2016 Alex Smith? And I wrote. I actually wrote an article earlier this morning. I, on the last slide, I said, you know, ultimately what we get out of Alex Smith, it depends on what Alex Smith we get. So, you know, we're, we'll see. We, we have an offseason. He has an offseason to get acclimated with the offense, and we have – free agency in the draft to add it a few more players i think you know i don't like saying this i think losing that third round pick will hurt will hurt in a you know trying to find pieces for the offense because our whole draft philosophy changes because we're trying to get the best value out of our picks and you know we got to go defense in one of those first two rounds because you know we got a few holes to plug on the defense but if we can plug those holes you know we, we make it a great defense with Kendall Fuller gone, we're likely going to need to go defensive back sometime there. And, you know, we need to go wide receiver, I think. There are guys like DJ Moore, uh, James Washington, guys you could draft in the second round. Uh, you know, it's going to – they're going to have to weigh their options and see who they can get, who provides the best value. That third-round pick, uh, you know, it might be the difference. That might be the guy that you leave off the field. So I'm, I'm a little worried about that. We'll see. You know, every draft pick matters. I, for one, I hate seeing a draft pick go. I hate seeing Kendall Fuller go. But we have stability at quarterback. That's one of the most important. Yeah, I mean, we. I know I love the third round pick, and I know yeah. pretty much everybody in Kansas City does because you know third round picks to us say Travis Kelsey, Jamal Charles, Kareem Hunt, Justin Houston. Yeah, we we we've had some good luck in the third round, and <laughs> I, I I mean. I'm not going to lie. I was shocked and amazed that we got that good of a thing. I was the one all year long that, frankly, I assumed he'd either we'd either have to cut him or get maybe a seventh-round pick at best. 
just because I, I never really bought into the 2017 Alex Smith. You know, everybody said, well, he's led the league in this the, this year and deep balls this year. And I'm like, well, yeah, but that's one out of 13. <laughs> like, I don't know why you would put all your hopes and dreams on one out of 13 as being who he really is. And the other 12 were fluke years. <laughs> so I was perfectly happy getting all that. And I was the one telling everybody, you know, we'll get a first, we'll get a second. Like if we get a sixth, I will run and sign it happily. <laughs> if you haven't, if you haven't noticed, Brit's kind of our downer of the group. <laughs> we we, we, we prefer get... to call it realistic. We, we we get new writers over at Arrowhead Addict and and you know they introduce themselves in the Slack application or chat room for all of the writers and you know Britt's always pretty much the first guy to you know come in there and say hello and you you just know well they're gonna hate Britt in about five minutes because the first question <laughs> is all right what are your thoughts on Alex Smith what are your thoughts on Andy Reid and next thing you know about two minutes later I'm having to mute my notifications. Because <laughs> him and whoever the new writer is is going at it. Oh my god! That's <laughs> Somebody's got to be that guy. Why not me? <laughs> good to be at it. No, it's exactly. Good. You know, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate. It. We we might have a few too many of those players over in DC, but you know, it comes with the territory. It comes with the territory. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I always figured. I always figured Britt just introduced himself as the guy who didn't like Eric Berry. So, because there's only one, and, only and you're one. talking to him, man. Now, I didn't say I didn't like Eric Berry. I just said he was slightly overrated. There's a difference. You <sighs> keep saying I said I didn't like him. <laughs> I think when you say slightly, it means different. I think the word slightly means different to us than it does you. That's possible. Because if we, if we wanted to go into that whole conversation about Eric Berry, you would be pretty much talking about him like you do Alex Smith. Maybe just slightly above. <laughs> No, like, that's you, I only you talk about be Alex Smith. Mispronouncing like his name on purpose, <laughs> but you'd definitely be talking. You'd be finding the negatives. <laughs> well, if everybody's going to say everything positive, somebody has to point out it's not God, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, I will give that. I tell you, you were the perfect negative. Thank you. Did you Did you notice, Travis, that this is the first time? This is the first time since we've started our broadcast that Britt has said Alex Smith without that. Kind of drawn out attitude <laughs> because he's not he on just, my team anymore. He, he just said Alex Smith. Usually it's Alex Smith. <laughs> no matter no matter what it is, it can be after a win, and it's the most hateful Alex Smith you can you can hear. <laughs> and I will tell you, I will oh, tell you what he did in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will tell you if Alex Smith takes Washington Redskins to the Super Bowl. By February of 2020, we are no longer friends. Okay. <laughs> have you have you seen that? That will be that episode. If you guys ever watched SpongeBob closely, whenever Squidward uh, tried the Krabby Patties, and SpongeBob's face just raises all the way to the top of his forehead with his smile, that's gonna be Brit. Yeah. That will be Brit yeah. if Smith goes to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Something like that. Well, yeah. mainly because you do not like Reed. I think that I know you don't like Reed or Smith, but I think that you blame Reed like I do a little more than you do Smith. Why don't Why don't you like Reed? I've always I've always heard good things about Reed. I obviously I'm not close to the situation. What's your well, take on Reed? Well, 
my thing is, Ian, and this is where I and this is why I asked you about what your expectations were in four years of what made it good. Yeah, I've been a born and raised cheese fan since I was born in 1982. So I've seen plenty of division titles. I've seen imagine enough. I have seen playoff wins. Wow. I know I'm that old <laughs> and I've seen Hall of Fame players. I've seen great runs. I've seen the loudest stadium in the NFL. I've seen everything except a Super Bowl because I'm not 50. <laughs> Even if my dad 50, was in high school so my thing is and it's why I, I didn't like the Alex Smith trade and I didn't like getting any re was I want to win a Super Bowl yeah. and after 19 years I think it's pretty fair to say that Andy Reid is not a Super Bowl winning coach his last eight playoff games he's one and seven um, and I knew and that, when we signed one was miserable against the watch. Texans and I mean, it's kind of like with Alex Smith and with Andy Reid. They're both. I always said Alex Smith is the Andy Reid of coaching or quarterbacking, and Andy Reid is the Alex Smith of quarter of coaching. <laughs> They're both safe. They're going to win plenty of games. They're going to fill, put butts in the seats, sell lots of tickets, and you will never suck as long as they're there. You will not go two and fourteen ever. Your worst year, maybe six and ten, seven and nine. If not- all you want is to win regular season games, be relevant, make the playoffs, have a fun season, sign you up for a lifetime contract. <laughs> but if your goal is to win a Super Bowl or even, frankly, compete for a Super Bowl, I don't want either one of them anywhere near me. Because there's nothing more annoying than being really good, but knowing you have no shot at being great. Uh-huh. And I'm I'm one of those weird ones that, you know, if you told me the Chiefs would win the Super Bowl next year, but then they'd go 2-14 and 14 for the next 10 years in a row, I would sign it in a heartbeat. <laughs> but there are a lot of people who I say that to, and they look at me like I'm the craziest human being alive. I was going to say, that's most and, of the people we talk to. And, it, and it's one of those, I, I had a guy on our Arrowhead site today, and it was a perfect analogy. I would rather be the worst most flukiest champion in the history of football than be the known as the greatest that never won. Mm-hmm. Like every time you hear Dan Marino or one of those guys, yeah, but you didn't win a ring. Would you trade it? I'd trade every single stat, every win, everything for one ring. That's the end game. Notice, notice nobody ever asked Trent Dilfer, well, would you trade your ring to be the league leader in passing? <laughs> nobody ever asked that. I want to be the guy that gets a ring. <laughs> oh. And and I don't think Andy Reid now Patrick Mahomes I'm hoping is so amazingly good he can overcome Andy not running the ball, Andy calling timeouts at weird times, Andy not After going for warning. it. And yeah, and just he's so good he can overcome it. But so far through 19 years nobody's been good enough to overcome Andy Reid. And now if if you know, like that's why I asked you in Washington if just making the playoffs, being competitive, winning a game or two is will make it successful. Then you got a great quarterback, and I would be very happy. Yeah. If you want a Super Bowl, and you're going to be mad in five years if you haven't gotten to a Super Bowl, go ahead and get mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't see Super Bowl anywhere in the future with Alex Smith. I see, I see a competitive team, uh, just with, just like we've seen in previous years. 
And I think Jay Gruden's an underrated coach. Uh, you know, he he gets a lot of flack for the for the kind of the stagnant nature of this team over the past few years. But you know, he's he's a he's a very he's a good coach. He's an energetic coach, and you know, he knows what he's talking about. So I think that'll be big. I don't see a Super Bowl as as painful as that sound as that you know as as it sounds for me to hear myself say it, you know, but it's it's the reality, you know. You have Alex Smith, you have a roster that's kind of deficient of talent, not quite there yet, but it's good enough for like a playoff push, you know. So I don't know, we'll see. We're kinda we're kinda in that limbo. Yeah, you guys had something like eleven starters on IR, didn't you? Oh, it was awful. Every week. They were dropping like flies. We had uh we had a player in the off season, uh he was a practice. He was kind of like a training camp player. We cut him in final cuts. He was he was on the Bengals practice squad. Uh, inside linebacker Zach Vigil. Uh, midway through the season, our three starting inside linebackers, our, or our top three, were all on IR or not I agree. IR, but but injured. Uh, I think two of them were on IR: Will Compton and Mason Foster. So they signed Zach Vigil, practice squad player. To the active roster, he was starting for I think the last six, five or six games of the season. He was yes, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Practice squad player. I was like, it was bad. It was very bad. And we had undrafted free agent uh, Tyler Catalina on the offensive line, which you know, just to make the roster as an undrafted free agent is impressive. But still, but still, you know, I mean, he's a he was a revolving door. So injuries definitely hurt this team. Uh, for sure. I, as long as we can stay healthy, I mean, we'll be good. But uh, we need depth, you know, so we can we can still survive if, if that does happen. Because you know, it's guaranteed to happen. It's football, you know. Yeah, I I I knew that you guys had had some injuries, but I I didn't realize how much until I was uh, I was reviewing for an article. I was going back over and watching the Chargers, and yeah. I was watching them against you guys, and. I felt like the whole game, like I'm, I'm watching Keenan Allen, and but I kept like my, I kept getting taken away. Like, who is that? Who is yeah. this? Like, I, don't, I don't, no, these guys were not there when we played them. You know, like you, yeah. you guys played us very competitive, and you know, I, I thought you guys were going to go a lot further. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that game reviewing Keenan Allen against you guys, that's where I really realized how many injuries you had, and I think. Uh, I think the announcer, when I was watching the broadcast version before the All-22, I think he said it was something like 11 on IR, and I was just yeah. blew my mind. It was bad. We um, One of our key players last year on defense, fourth-round rookie Monte Nicholson, he was a big impact player. He, he broke out. You know, He started early because uh, we lost to a Cravens, uh, our starting safety originally, before the end of the year. He, uh, he left the squad. And Monte Nicholson, he's six foot two. He's got really good range, really good closing speed. They they put him in the starting lineup against the Raiders, and he went out and got an interception and locked everyone down. He's flying across the field against Kansas City. His presence was missed greatly throughout the season. I, he was an underrated player, and you know that was I think that was one reason why Keenan Allen torched us is because we had D'Angelo Hall back there. He's a seasoned veteran, but. He's getting old. He's getting really slow. And when you're slow, you've got young guys like Keenan Allen going up against you. I think Allen is only 25 years old, which is crazy. I didn't I didn't know that at first. But uh, when you have young, fast guys going at you like that, you need speed to match them. And we didn't have that because we were so hampered with injuries. It was just 
it was a lose lose situation. There wasn't any getting out of it. And I think Jay Gruden just to pilot this team to seven and nine. You know, we had a shot at going eight and eight. Uh, the last week of the season, we lost to the Giants, and we we deserved to lose that game. That was a horrible game, but to, oh, to just feeling. we know that feeling. Yeah, yeah. To go seven and nine though, with all those injuries, you know, Jay Gruden, you know, hats off to him. You know, he did a good job with with the situation he was afforded. Yeah, that the the game against the Chargers, you guys were playing a lot of different guys. I think I think one of them is it Dunbar that converted to corner. Quentin Dunbar, yeah, yeah, that's a good story. That's a really good story. He was a, he was wide, a wide receiver, receiver, wasn't he? Coming out of coming out of college, he was an undrafted free agent wide receiver, and uh, mm-hmm. you know Jay Gruden was actually talking about it because Dunbar actually became a pretty solid corner this year. Uh, so looking back on it, Gruden was uh, they. People said, are you pleased with Dunbar's progression as a cornerback? And Gruden said, yes, I am, because he was horrible as a wide receiver. So <laughs> it's funny stuff like that. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, he was a good reserve player for us. But we didn't have a lot of depth behind him. We had seventh-round rookie Joshua Holsey. Uh, he had a lot of growing pains, uh, a lot of rookie mistakes on the field. And same with our uh, our third-round rookie cornerback, Last year, Fabian Moreau, he's going to have a bigger role with uh, Kendall Floyd on this year, but he left a lot of big plays go by him last year. Uh, you know, he he didn't play a whole lot, but when he was on the field, he he was he had he has a lot of work to do, and that was evident. Uh, you never want to throw rookies into the fire like that so early, but with the injuries we had, it was you know it was bound to happen, and it, it just wasn't a good situation. I just got one more question for you. Um, you actually just reminded me there. I I asked you, uh, and you you said that um, when when you guys heard that it was going to be a pick and a player, yeah, a lot of you guys thought it was going to be what was it Cravens? Yeah, Cravens. What was the situation? You said that he walked away from the team before the season started. What what was that whole situation? It was, it was it was a whirlwind, dude. It was um. Just before the season, I think it was after week three of preseason, uh, Cravens, he, he started speculating about retiring. He started saying he was thinking about retiring, and it became a serious thing. Like At first, people were like, he's not serious, but then he was thinking about retiring, and I think he had a few conversations with the Redskins uh, front office with the personnel groups, and they put him on the uh, on the inactivated for the season list i think uh nfi list or something i don't remember what it stands for but um so he was gone uh and they had like a month to reactivate him or he would be placed on injured reserve and i think he ended up being placed on injured reserve they could have brought him back uh later in the season uh a doctor cleared him apparently he was suffering from concussion syndromes that's why he was thinking about retiring i guess his emotions were uh firing up because of it uh, but when he was ready to come back, the Redskins kind of just brushed him off. You know, we're focused on the next game. They kind of they didn't even mention him. So his time, his his speculation and his uh, supposed his temporary retirement, I think it damaged his relationship with the team and the teammates. You know, and uh, that's why a lot of us, when we heard that there was a player going to be shipped off to Kansas City, we thought, you know, it's got to be Cravens because he's a athletic safety. Uh, he's a hybrid. He can play multiple roles. He was a second-round pick, so he's got the talent. You know, it was really just the 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 whole 
retirement fiasco that kind of because he was 20 i think he's 22 years old he's another young guy too uh it was really surprising and it set a lot of it sent a lot of players awry uh you know kind of set him back but took him back but um so we thought his relationship being so strained we thought that they would willingly trade him you know because he doesn't really have a role you know monte nicholson took his starting job nicholson's going to be the starter with dj swearinger next year so Cravens will be depth at the, at best. So we figured, you know, why not ship off Cravens in a third rounder for Alex Smith? That that seems like a win, and you guys can try and salvage his career. We thought it was a win, but then we realized, you know, uh, when you're getting an above average quarterback like Smith, you know, you gotta give give something a little more because there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding Cravens' situation right now, and you know, ultimately, well, we're not. You're not happy as a Redskins fan. You're not happy about Kendall Fuller leaving so early in his career, but it makes more sense because there's a you know Cravens. We don't know uh, how rusty he's going to be when he comes back. We don't know uh, what role he's going to have because uh, his starting role was taken away. You know we don't know what's going to happen with him. So a lot of stuff is still up in the air waiting to settle. And, you know, that's why we thought he'd be traded, just because his role with the team was put into question. Uh, but obviously, you know, he wasn't the guy. Kendall Floyd was the guy. And, uh, you know, you guys get a good player. Uh, hopefully, Cravens will come back for us. You know, like I said, that, that situation is still in play. We don't really know what's going to happen with that. But for now... Um, He'll probably be our third safety, is what I'm guessing, and I think he's back from the whole concussion thing. I think I think they'll bring him back because they they need him now. They need him now in the secondary. But um, that was that was why we speculated on that. What do you guys have any more questions for Ian? Got all mine. Do we still have Chris? Chris, yeah, it. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. Do you, you have uh, any more questions? You got any more questions for you? Got any questions for us, Ian? Uh, you know, I just I want to get your thoughts on Kendall Fuller. That's that's really all I have for you guys because I know Kendall Fuller highly respected in our in our um, fan base and you know. Coaches highly respect him too. What do you guys think of him? How how is he going to help your defense? How close is your defense? Uh, you know, because I don't really know the personnel all that well. You know, how big is Kendall Fuller for this team? I mean, I I, I think he's going to be huge. I mean, one of our biggest holes last year was number two corner because well, we didn't have one. That's why we had to go get Darrell Revis. Yeah. And you know, now that gives us a number two corner or even at worst, if he's the slot corner, I mean, pretty much every NFL team runs three wide 90% of the time now. So especially under Bob Sutton. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that fills a hole for less than a million dollars a year. I mean, that was a spot that a lot of Chiefs fans were looking at who, who are the top five cornerbacks in free agency. And we got to go spend the money to get them because that was our hugest hole. So, yeah. We got that filled for six hundred thousand dollars. That's amazing. And then, I mean, I, I've loved Fuller ever since college. He's got 
three brothers that played or are playing in the NFL. So he's got the NFL pedigree. Yeah. You know, 2016, a lot of guys, you know, teams put them up against him because he's the rookie and it's either would you rather go Josh Norman or the rookie. Yeah. So, you know, I know he got a lot of Jordy Nelson, a lot of Stefan Diggs, and he got he got torched, you know, a bunch. You know, from what I understand, you know, he didn't – not like he had a great year, but – Coach has always said, from what I've read and what I've seen, that you know he never, you know, he's a guy. He never ducked his head, never shied from it, never yeah. let it get to him. Was just kind of, you know, I'm going to get burnt sometimes. That's what happens. Yeah. You know, I'm going against Jordy Nelson. <laughs> and then and, he came in 2017, and he had an amazing year. You know, it's just, it's just that mentality. Yeah, and so I mean, you know, I, I'm looking real, real forward to him coming in. As for the rest of our defense, we we got a lot of holes. I mean, we're cutting a lot of old. You know, Derek Johnson will be gone. Tom Bolly will be gone. Linebacker is a big issue for you guys, right? Yeah, linebacker is huge. D Ford, we we don't really know what's going to happen there. Our He's nose tackle's gone. gone. How was um, <laughs> how was Reggie Ragland for you guys? I understand you acquired him from the Bills. How did because he was he was a big player for Alabama in college. How did how did he turn out in his year? I love me some Reggie Ragland. Uh, <laughs> he, he was he was amazing this year. I mean, he stepped in and for DJ, and I mean. He turned. He. You look at our run defense before Ragland started playing, and I think it was worst in the league or second worst in the league. And yeah. then if you just take it from when Ragland started playing till the end of the year, I think it was top ten. Really? Like he just absolutely turned it around just by stepping on the field. It's crazy. Yeah, he yeah, was. He, he was a huge. Go, Go ahead, Travis. No, he uh, he, he was, was a huge. He was just a real big <laughs> guy that you know. We we needed that thumper style of uh, uh, linebacker, and that's something that we've really been looking for to go alongside DJ. And then now, of course, we're having to get rid of DJ. But no, if if you follow me on Twitter, you're going to see a lot of Reggie Raglan randomly <laughs> throughout the year. I love Reggie Raglan, but for me with uh, with Fuller, you know, of course, I hope he doesn't get the family injury prone stuff. But yeah. um. My only, my only question, you know, is, of course, you know, where if he will be able to play that second corner role. I know, I know that most of Chiefs Kingdom just completely expect it, that he is going to. I don't think a lot of them realize that he was a slot corner for you guys. I think a lot of people are really just expecting him to step into that number two role and be, you know, a top five corner in the league. And I think that's a little too much to be asking for at this point. Now, I would love for that to happen, and I hope that he can develop into a number two corner. And if you can have him and Marcus Peters both on rookie deals and shutting down the outsides and then have a quarterback on a rookie deal, I mean, that's a lot of money that we can spend elsewhere, which is definitely needed, you know, D-line, linebackers, stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I think – it will take a little bit of time if you're going to use him on the outside, but he has the talent to do it. Obviously, obviously, with outside corner as opposed to slot corner, you know, it's a different territory because you got the edge of the field, you know, on whatever side of you, you know, and a lot of times you're in isolation. So for him, he was a lockdown cornerback this year when people sent guys at him. So, you know, we'll see. I think he's got the skills to do it. It's just a matter of, you know, learning Bob Sutton's defense, you know, learning the intricacies, you know, because football is a game about details. 
You know, details can make or break a player. So I think Kendall Fuller really does well with those. And we we haven't had injury concerns with him yet. So I, I think I think he'll be I think he'll be good for you guys. And I think pro pro football focus has him as the sixth ranked oh, defensive yeah. back this year, right? And uh, I, I think that's that's higher than uh, that's quite a bit higher than Marcus Peters, even you know. So, so yeah. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited about the secondary. Yeah, yeah. I think they rated he makes Fuller a, ninety and Peters like an eighty-five. Yeah, yeah. Fuller's He's going to make a world of difference. Yeah. Anytime you can add a talented player, you know, for a third-round pick or a talented player and a third-round pick for a thirty-three-year-old quarterback. That that's a good that's a good trade. You know? Alex Smith is a good player. I think we're going to be happy to have him provide a little bit of stability. But you know, you guys get a young player who is not even in the prime of his career yet, and he's putting up those kinds of numbers. You know, he's a playmaker too. He had four interceptions for us this year. So, and a couple of game winning ones. He's clutch. So he's really everything you could want in a defensive player. Uh, yeah. Those kinds of players, you know, it doesn't really matter where you play them or what team they play. It might matter. He, like I said, he'll have growing pains, but, you know, that talent, you're still getting that talent. You're still getting that player who did all that in 2017, who made all those plays and locked down receivers week in and week out. So I think I think that's a win in that area. Well, I wish we could say the same about the player you acquired, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, God, rub it in the dirt, man. <laughs> yeah, well, and on that note, no, I'm kidding. Uh, well, well, thanks, thanks a lot, Ian, and you did great, and good luck to you, and good luck to the Redskins, and good luck to Alex Smith. Be nice to him, and yeah. uh, uh, let us know, let us know your twi- Twitter handle and where we can uh, find your stuff, and uh, and I appreciate it. All right, I think Travis has it. I think he has me followed. It's Ian Cummings nine, so pretty. It's pretty simple. Yeah, I'm st- I'm trying to get those numbers up, so I would definitely appreciate it, and I'll do the same for you guys. All yeah, right. definitely go Man. go check him out, guys. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, go go check out their website. See what they're saying about Alex Smith, and uh, make sure to keep up with that, especially in the 2018 season. But I think that's all we got for you today. Thanks again for coming on and. You know, you've. I know that you talked to Chris this week. You talked with me yesterday, and then now tonight, you've you've done an outstanding job for both websites. Well, cool. yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you guys for reaching out because you know it was a big topic. Alex Smith going to the Redskins. It was a big thing, and so to get it down in a timely manner and really organize all this, uh, you know, hats off to you guys. Thanks for having me. Anytime, man. You betcha. Once again, I want to thank Ian Cummings for coming on the show and just talking to us for a little over an hour and being able to give us the insight of how Washington fans feel about the trade when a lot of the nation feels like it was a very lopsided trade. So thank you again. He's been great all week chatting with us and getting in for interviews with articles and the podcast. Thank you so much, and I hope to have you on again sometime soon. So We will talk to you guys next week and have a good weekend.